before we even kick off the podcast, I just want to remind everyone to go like, subscribe, and keep up with these weekly episodes. If you like what you hear, spread the word so more coaches can tune in for our weekly podcasts. Hi, I'm Coach Tony Schiffman, and welcome to the Hog Football Podcast, where we talk all things football and all things offensive line. Today, I have got Coach Elton Brown with me. Coach Brown is currently the offensive line coach at the Apprentice School, where he's been for two years, entering his third year, uh, and helped the offense uh, and the offensive line rush for, um, uh, you know, have 390 total yards per game, 24 rushing, uh, 24 rushing uh, records, 48 rushing touchdowns, uh, and only allowing 12 sacks all, all season. Before that, he spent some time at Warwick High School coaching the offensive line and Phoebus High School coaching the offensive line. Uh, you might know Coach Brown a little bit more from his playing days. Uh, he was a four-year member of the Arizona Cardinals, and he was a consensus first-team All-American playing at the University of Virginia. So, Coach Brown, pleasure to have you with me. Uh, hope you're doing well. How's everything going? Going pretty good. Again, thanks for having me. Um, I enjoy these type of things. So, um, being stuck in the house and, and quarantined, <laughs> this, this is a great opportunity to uh, talk some football. So thanks for absolutely, having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'm, it's a pleasure to have you. Uh, you know, first question, you've been a part of some great teams as both a player and a coach. Uh, talk to me a little bit about how the offensive line played, uh, you know, a, a role in the success of those teams. Um, As you know, like I do, it all starts up front. Um, of course, the, the guys behind us, they get paid the big bucks, but Playing offensive line, you got to kind of have that that want to and that will to to want to be successful and 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 work together as a, as a unit. Um, it's probably one of the only units in football that you consistently have to be on the same page every play. So right, it it doesn't matter if I was in high school, if I was in college in the NFL coaching um, up front. It all it always starts there, and it's one of the reasons why I'm so in love with the position. Um, because it's the ultimate team, and the ultimate team game is the ultimate team position. Uh, right. If that makes sense. So, you know, I, it's on every level. It's important. Absolutely, and, and I love what you said about being in love with the position because uh, you can't you can't kind of coach offensive line half speed. It, it's not something you only <laughs> give a little bit effort to. You got to you got to like you said, be in love with it, and uh, that's awesome. I love that. That's great. Um, you know, the, the couple of questions I had for you are a little bit different, but, you know, it's, it's not often I get to, to talk to, a, a, you know, a former NFL player. Uh, the, the NFL draft was just this past weekend uh, for anybody. You know, I'm not sure when this airs, uh, but we, it's May 1st right now, and the NFL draft just happened. Talk to me a little bit uh, about your own draft experience. You know, what can you remember from that, and, and what can you remember from, uh, you know, from kind of that transition from, from University of Virginia to the NFL? Um, it's, it's probably one of the most, uh, stressful, but, uh, <laughs> more exciting times of your life. Um, to me, I, I think one of the greatest things that happened to me was, um, Al Groh took over at Virginia. So we mm -hmm. both came in together and coach Groh came in with, uh, I'm coaching college football with a professional mindset. Right. So from day one, we practiced college football like an NFL team. And my first year at uh, UVA, I didn't start the first, I can't remember, maybe five five games of the season. Um, but then I ended up starting 
the, the latter five. And, you know, we kind of turned it around. But it was one of those things where he kind of had to, you know, get the guys that kind of fit the system that he wanted to, to, uh, to run in. And mm-hmm. once he did, I mean, we had so much success. But every day was a game. So whether we showed up and we were going to the weight room, it's competition. Like, right. I wanted to be the one. I wanted to be the strongest offensive lineman in there. I wanted to do the most uh, push-ups, the most sit-ups. I wanted to bench the most. So it was contagious throughout the group. And so you, you, you kind of um, became – it became normal. So you, like every day you showed up and it was just normal everywhere. It was normal mm-hmm. when you got on the bus. It was normal when you showed up to the classroom. It was normal when you showed up to the practice facility. So on game day, it was easy. Right. And, you know, we didn't win them all. But one thing I can always say is we never went into a game prepared. So when it came to the draft, it was sort of like the same thing. Like, you continue to follow the mode that you've been doing for the last four years, and whatever happens is going to take care of itself. So right. it, it, I felt like, man, it was the best. I think he, he – it was the best thing that could have happened to me. And then having guys on the staff like um, Coach London, Ron Prince, uh, Rocco, Golden. Um, I mean, all these guys are in the NFL now. They have NFL ties. So it was – everything we did every day was preparing you to go – to the next level and whether you succeeded or not was ultimately on you but to be able to interact with those guys every day and ask those guys questions and you know sit across from coach grow and like coach what how did they, how do they do this or how do they do this and him can give you so much great feedback it was preparing for the draft it was I was like okay I'm nervous on where I'm gonna go or I'm nervous about the process but I was never nervous about when I got there what would happen like right we were just ready to go, but the draft process is is great, man. Because it's it's, a, it's for many guys, it's a life changer. I know it changed my family life, um, my mother, all those people. So to me, I was just waiting, and I was excited to see what the next chapter was going to provide. Right, that's awesome. It's it's uh, I you know, obviously with everything going around with the pandemic, it, it seemed like you know a lot uh, probably a little bit more stressful for a lot of these guys than than normal but you know it was uh it's still such an always always a great a great weekend for for few football fans to watch and kind of see where everyone goes uh yeah. you know, kind of kind of moving on from that talk to me a little bit you know you played 4 years in the NFL you you had a couple injuries but you played for some some great teams and you you know you played on a uh you know in a Super Bowl um Talk to me just a little bit about kind of life as a professional athlete and, and, and life as a, as a pro offensive lineman, how, how it was. Um, it's, I mean, as you know, it's, it's back then, it wasn't as uh, documented or right. <laughs> it wasn't as, uh, as strong as it is now. So right. you could kind of get away with a lot more back then. Um, not saying that I did a lot more. I'm just saying back then you could. Um, right. But, you, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I kind of go back to my college experience. Um, and I think one of the first meetings we had, Coach Gross said, you know, don't go places you're not known or you're not wanted. And when you're 18, you're like, man, what are you talking about? But as you get older, you understand, like, you don't put yourself in situations where it's going to cause you to lose anything or jeopardize what you have. So to me, I kind of, you know, lived my career that way. I wasn't. You know, it, it didn't change me. Um, the only thing it changed is 
you know, might have got a, a better house or a better car. Right. Um, so th- it was the same thing, just living day to day. So life as a professional, and, and, you know, it goes back to the <laughs> the thing we were talking about. As office lineman, you know, that's one of the things where your face is not going to be posterized everywhere. So sometimes people know who you are. Sometimes people don't. Walking around 6'6", six, six, <laughs> pretty much get an idea. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> Especially in Arizona, if you if you six six in Arizona, they pretty you either play for the Suns or you play for the Cardinals. So um, it was it, so it was it was just one of those things where you know just taking it day by day is fun. I mean, you can do what you want to do. Uh, right. You can kind of go uh, you know spend on what you want to spend, being smart. But uh, you could do those type of things. Um, other than that, I mean, it was, it was it was cool as far as playing the position. Um, I've always had great coaches. I think I've been blessed in that sense to have mm. great offensive line coaches. And then the years where we had those uh, those glory years in Arizona, it was Russ Grimm. So you know oh, yeah. that's the original hog. So like, right. it's like you're playing for a legend. So anything he's saying, you're kind of hold like holding on every word, like. Okay, if we go to practice, man, you need to step this way. It's like, yes, sir. Let me try it again. So, um, I think I was blessed to be able to play for great coaches, um, and it helped me develop into the coach that I am. I always tell people when they say, "Man, you you played like you were consensus all American. You did these things. Um, it must be easy for you." And my whole thing has always been, just because you were a good player doesn't make you a good coach. So, absolutely. You have to um, – you got to show up every day. You got to put the same grind in as a player. I mean, the same grind is as a coach that you did as a player. So right. I show up every day trying to get better at my craft because now coaching is – like it's, it's like I had to start over. Um, right. We talked about Charlie. Charlie is 30 years old. I'm, I'm older than Charlie, but when it comes to this game, I'm a rookie to Charlie. So I learned so much more from him because he's been in this profession the same way I did when I was a fourth year, there was a rookie came in and me talking to him about it. So it's a, you know, it's kind of like one of those pay it forward type of things. So I just approach it like that every day. That's awesome. That, that I mean, you got some great points there you just made. So, uh, you know, I guess kind of a, another sidebar question to that, you know, you talked about playing for coach Grimm was, you know, when you were, you know, 26, 27, 28 years old and playing in the NFL, did, did was coaching kind of, was coaching in the back of your mind? Did, did, was that something you thought you might want to do? And, and if it was, were you – I mean, I, I'd be curious to see kind of some of your, your notebooks from, from some of your meetings with, with Coach Grimm. But, you know, was that kind of always in the back of your mind or is that something that is more, you know, of a recent thing? It was it's, – it's, it's, it's a yes and a no. Um, I always wanted to coach. Um, mm-hmm. To me, it was just – I didn't know when. Uh, of course, everybody who goes to the NFL, you say, man, I want to play 12 years, 16 right. <laughs> years. <laughs> so, you know, you're going in it with this mindset, like, I'm going to prepare to play as long as I can play, but I want to play 12 years. I had a couple injuries, didn't let me go that long, but I always um, took good notes um, on, the, on the plane. My seat was in front of Kurt Warner's seat. and I used to always ask Kurt different questions or turn around and watch how, 
like the, the the work that he would put in just to be a player. But he was he used to say the same thing, like, man, one day I might coach. And but the grind and to watch him in the locker room, we come in from practicing, we turn the rap music on or we turn whatever music on and we're blasting and all this stuff. And you look over at this guy, he's sitting in the corner with his with his playbook and a notebook, and he's so detailed in what he's doing. And when you get in the huddle with this guy and it's third and seven, and he's like in the huddle, basically telling you what's about to happen. So look, if this happened and they slide, he's gonna turn the protection this way. Anquan, if the safety rolls over the top, you sit it down. Larry, you just climb over top of him and I'm gonna look for you. And when you're in this in this thing and it's going on, you're like, wow. But it goes back to on Monday when this dude was sitting in his locker with his playbook and he's studying. So I, I took that from him. Um, I took the things how Coach Drum approached coaching. Uh, Wizard Hunt was the same way. And then I reflected back to when I was in college. So taking different things from different people, you learn how to ultimately put your spin on it and you got to coach the way you coach. Right. So your personality is going to be your personality. But every coaching style, I don't care who it is, everybody who coaches has something they've been taught or something that, they kind of learn from somebody else. They just have their own spin on it. And, right. and I was no different. I just wanted to do the same thing. That's awesome. That's, I mean, that's for anybody, any, any coaches out there listening, any, 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 you know, players out there listening, that stuff, get, get your notebook out. Cause that, that was gold right there that coach just dropped. So I, I, I appreciate that coach. Uh, no problem at all. Last question I've got for you. And you're going to probably have a, a different answer than most coaches I've asked this to, but, uh, if you could put together a, a Mount Rushmore of offensive linemen from guys you played with, uh, guys you uh, have coached, or guys that you were just a fan of kind of in your time, uh, who, who would be that five-man offensive line? Wow. <laughs> um, if I had to go my top five, tackle-wise – I would probably have to go with Tony Baselli mm -hmm. and maybe Walter Jones. I was a big Walter Jones fan. Okay. Um, Guard-wise, of course, you got to go with Larry Allen. Oh, yeah. Um, the other guard, man. Man. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's a tough one. I know – my center would probably be Dawson. I would probably go with Dawson. Okay, or, very uh, nice. Even even um, I think with the other guard, I might go with maybe Steve Hutchinson then. Okay. Okay, I, I can that respect be, that. I think that would be my – it's hard, man. It's, it's, it's no – I don't think when it comes to, to that position, like if I had to say a definite, like Larry Allen would be my definite. Right. But – other than that, I think it's a toss-up. But if I was if I was starting something, I think I would go. I, I wouldn't go wrong with those guys that I named. No, that's a that's a pretty good offensive line group right there. That's they got they got some they got some nasty and they got some athleticism. So that's uh that's pretty good. That's yeah, pretty good. Exactly. But all right, coach. Well, I tell you what. Uh, before we get get you out of here, if you want to do me a favor, drop uh drop your Twitter handle and drop any other information you want the listeners to know. Um, Twitter handle is Coach Elton Brown. That's, of course, the word Coach, E-L-T-O-N-B-R-O-W-N. Um, 
other than that, man, that's a, that's where I'm at most of the days on Twitter. Um, I have Facebook and all those type of things, but of course I can't have any more friends. I think I'm at five thousand. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook kind of cuts you off on that. Yeah. Um, I'm on Instagram at uh, B-I-G-G-E-61. Um, I'm usually up there a lot as well. Um, other than that, the, the Twitter the Twitter way is the best way to catch me. Um, and I like to say, like I said, I like to um, thank you for, for having me and just allowing the, the, the platform that you have. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan. Um, like I tell you, I like to take things from so many different people. So following you on Twitter and seeing the guys that, respond and some of the information that's put out there I, I got my notebook ready um like I said I'm still a rookie in this game right I'm only going to year three I think if I was going on year 12 I'd still be the same way I just want to gain as much knowledge as I can because I think you know these guys that we're coaching this is the future of the game so Absolutely. if I can give back what I learned and I can give back what I take from others I think the game will be in good hands and that's all we all want to see. We just want to see the game continue to grow and get better. So I appreciate you. Absolutely. Well, I tell you what, this was, this was a pleasure having you on. Uh, like I told you before, uh, I, I can remember watching you play at, at Virginia and, and with the Cardinals. So this was a, a real treat for me. Uh, but, you know, hopefully you guys are, are staying healthy and staying safe and, uh, you know, look forward to, to talking to you more down the road. No problem. Whenever you want me, I, I always be willing to jump on. So I appreciate you. Awesome, Coach. Thank you. No problem. Thank you. All right. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Make sure you like and subscribe, and you can find previous episodes on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, or any other podcast platform.